0: Welcome to Into the Wormhole with Larissa and Lauren. No. Okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Into the Wormhole with Larissa and Lauren. I'm Larissa Maestro, and this is my number one.
1: Lauren Spectacular Lowen.
0: <laughs> Yay, it's Woohoo. spooky season. Yes,
1: we are comfortably in October, and so we thought it would be great to do a...
0: A Halloween-inspired
1: episode for you guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hilariously, and I'm sure to many of our regular listeners or any good friends who listen to this podcast will already know, I love spooky season, but I hate horror movies. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. I love uh, the weather. I love pumpkins. I love costumes. I love Halloween. All of those things are great, but I am a wussy when it comes to the horror.
1: I imagine <laughs> you getting out all your comfy Bajoran sweaters and layers and just. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes. I just. Yes. This is what October means to me. Just wearing all of Major Kira's civilian outfits.
1: I want to give you credit though cuz I remember you saying at a show you were playing that you had just seen Dead Alive, the early Peter Jackson film.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So you're a good sport. Dan got you to watch that. And that's Yeah. That's definitely it's a it's a goofy movie, but it's it's intense.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll I like the camp. If it was made like before like it was made if it was made in like the 80s and earlier, I'm probably going to be okay, but like Modern horror that is all about, like, psychologically torturing you and then, like, the the results of that are you don't sleep for, like, two months and question your entire existence. I can't do that. Like, excessive torture, that kind of stuff. Problems. And yeah. jump scares and all that. So, yeah. I can't jump scares. I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> and I hate vampires. And I hate, like, I hate, I hate it all. Yeah. I hate zombies, too. We're going to talk about zombies. But what about Beetlejuice?
1: Is Beetlejuice a good one for you? Oh, yeah.
0: Beetlejuice works. Okay. Like, I I'm, I can do, like, spooky, creepy, silly, especially if there's music. True. <laughs> like, I love Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: Yeah. You
0: know? But, like, Beetlejuice is almost an animated movie, you know? Yeah. that That's a fair statement. Yeah. So I can do that stuff.
1: I'm probably with you on that. I can take a good absurd uh, horror film. Um, that's almost so violent. It's like cartoony, mm-hmm. and 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 is more just. It's so out there, you can't help but just sort of enjoy how, yeah, like loony it yeah. is. Yeah. Um. But but uh, yeah, like your traditional kind of
0: uh Halloween or oh, what's the with Jason? Uh, I don't. What are those called? Oh, is it uh right. is that is that Halloween? That's Mike no. Myers. Oh. Uh Nightmare on Elm Street. Isn't that Freddy? <laughs> I don't know. Damn it. <laughs> this,
1: yeah, this is like showing our expertise on it.
0: I think that yeah. conversation
1: gives gives the listener an idea of our Yeah. yeah. How far away we are. Uh we're not way, we're not interested. We're not I was interested. Talking, I was talking to Keith and I it got out that I've never seen Gremlins, the first one. I love the oh. second one. Gremlins 2 is great um first Gremlins, kind of like it still scares me so yeah Yeah. so like that's how that's how like low my tolerance is I probably find it really goofy now
0: but yes uh, yes you really would (laughs) I know no I have the same experience with like the dark crystal really it it scared the shit out of me as a child so scary yeah um but (laughs) right the 80s um, But actually, one of the episodes we're going to talk about today is an episode that also scared the shit out of me as a child. Um, There was like this episode and there, and there was an episode of MacGyver where like somebody falls into a pit of like flesh eating ants and like they they get eaten up and like you just see their glasses fall into the ants. I, I that's something that like I, it's very 80s. And it's something I remember very clearly. And then uh, this episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation, Night Terrors, just I it scared scared me so so much. Scared me so much. Like had nightmares about that one scene that we'll talk about with Beverly. But like, oh my god, so yeah. scary.
1: And this this we 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 kept it really simple. We just decided um, each of us was just going to pick an episode to watch yeah. that we thought was yeah. a, a good. Halloween uh, episode, and or or that we were curious to see. In my case, I, it was actually a, a blind watch, so... Which I, I love. I love that you did that. I did. I, there was a couple, if you kind of just Google uh, Star Trek Halloween viewing list, you'll get a couple of really good lists. Um, they overlap a lot, but there was one that came up, uh, which we'll get to, but it's uh, Enterprise Impulse. And it just said Vulcan Zombies, and I'm like, sold. I don't even want to <laughs> know or preview. I just want to go in. That's what I'm picking, and we'll just see if how it is.
0: So I think we have very different uh, ways of getting to our episodes. Right, just like, Yeah. And go. And I was like, but I have a list. And and then I was well, like, I, ooh, this one is a connection to my childhood.
1: I think that's good. I mean, I went through the Halloween, <laughs> the curated Halloween Star Trek list. Yeah. And and the ones that you were considering were, were they all on, the, on that list. They were on the list. We just haven't really, we've talked about Enterprise. We just haven't given a lot of love to Enterprise. Yeah. So that's why this time I was like, you know what? This one sounds appropriate. And we really haven't talked about a specific enterprise episode so it just seemed yeah. like it
0: was time to throw in a bone yeah i i love that a lot the other two that were on my list of possibilities were uh voyager macrocosm which is the basically you described as Jane way as ripley um which is absolutely right she's just like walking around with a phaser rifle in her tank top sweating like killing off these enormous macroviruses it's uh it's very fun the cgi uh, <laughs> is
1: great oh god the cgi <laughs> uh
0: it's a it's a fun episode though it's fun to see uh janeway just being a badass for a whole episode um and then the other one was ds9 empach and nor and that's the one mm-hmm. where garrick goes crazy and tries to murder everyone <laughs>
1: Yeah, which is also I think uh another good Halloween one. Uh, yeah probably it's a little Andrew too Robinson.
0: Similar. If there was a King of Halloween of Star Trek, <laughs> it would be Andrew Robinson.
1: Or maybe Jeffrey Combs. Oh yeah. Jeffrey right. Combs has been in a lot of stuff. That's a lot very of like true. crazy stuff. He even did mm-hmm. like a one man Edgar Allan Poe thing not that long ago. So even that when he's
0: not doing t- crazy that movies. That totally checks out. Yeah. yeah. That totally makes sense. Oh, what a treasure. So they're they're Jeffrey like a Holmes dynamic is. duo. <laughs> they really are. That's wonderful. Uh but I yeah, so I watched both of those episodes. They were really fun and then I was like, "Oh shit, I got to choose Night Terrors though. That's the one that like <laughs> literally gave me night terrors."
1: And I <laughs> love that because I have to admit I was like when you said Empok Nor, I was like, "Good episode, a little surprised just because I know you." And then Mm -hmm. you suggested uh, the macrocosm, which I Mm -hmm. thought, okay, like, I understand why you said that. And then when you were like, no, night terrors, I thought that is absolutely 100% a Larissa episode (laughs) for this. Because I mean this- Because it's not actually very scary. (laughs) Well, I mean this in a good way, but I think what's (laughs) fun about you is that you have an appreciation um in a fondness for episodes that don't always have the most love from not only the Star Trek community but the creators <laughs> themselves yes yeah, but true. it makes it makes it interesting you know when everyone has the same opinion so yeah i remember night terrors you know kind of kind of having some iffy reviews oh yeah <laughs> and yeah. so I was like oh people this is did be good. not like
0: this episode <laughs> night, night terrors. terrors oh my god <laughs> so like literally this episode i i mean i can remember my feelings about it when <laughs> when i was a child it was i was like so like my whole body was tested up i was so scared Ugh. um okay so I, I guess i'll do like a quick recap tiny little recap the enterprise comes across a ship that is adrift it is the uss bertain nobody is answering their hails so they go over there everyone is dead because they have all murdered each other um <laughs> they find which is so scary uh they are trying to get the ship to start back up again so they can get it back to a starbase um they find the last log of the captain who's like freaking out and looks like she's literally tearing out her hair like you can see like strands of hair coming out of her head and she's like bonkers and they're trying to figure out what happened to them turns out they're all still they're all stuck in this thing called a tycans rift and it's preventing them from starting the enterprise's engines up so they can get home so they're stuck too then they find out that Nobody's getting REM sleep, so they're all going insane. That's what happened to everyone on the Britain. It's happening on the Enterprise 2. The only person that's actually dreaming is Deanna Troy, and she's having nightmares every night. Oh, I forgot. They also find a Betazoid crew member who's the only survivor of all of this murderous uh, insanity on the Britain. And he is just long gone. Like, he is, has, has literally lost his mind. So all this stuff is still happening is is now happening to the Enterprise crew and they start to have uh, hallucinations. They start to like to start to lose it. And that is the scary shit for me. So like there's that uh, that scene where Crusher is in the morgue and then all the bodies sit up. Oh, oh God. Anyway, so they figure out that. There are aliens that are stuck in this rift that are trying to communicate telepathically, which is why nobody's getting REM sleep except for Deanna. Deanna figures out that she has to get a message to them. She and Data hang out and figure out what to say. She goes into her dream and she just, and she like over and over says, I have to find you to tell you. <laughs> and then the thing happens that everyone's fine. And then Data sends everyone to bed. literally literally he Uh, literally does (laughs) because he's the only one on the ship that has not been affected by this at all yes uh as usual so that's that's night terror season four episode 17 if you're interested in watching it (laughs) good job i think that nails it i was trying to be concise
1: where should we start (laughs) where where does one start of night terrors
0: uh i mean let's talk about this premise which is there's a ship adrift in space and some crazy thing has happened. Which to we've the crew, seen before. Which we've seen before. We, I mean, the naked now, naked time, that's the same thing. Uh, everyone's dead, but they're all like in the shower together and stuff because they were all <laughs> drunk. Death um, by partying. Yeah. death. <laughs> like a, a better way to go. <laughs> yeah. It was totally you're totally right. <laughs> it's death by partying. Um, but this is like super creepy to go to like beam onto a ship and it's like dark and not how it should be and nothing's running properly and then you find out that everyone murdered each other and you don't know why. <laughs> well
1: and I mean when they get on the ship too, which we've seen it in, in different, you know. You pointed out like Naked Time and Naked Now. One is the original Star Trek, but one was this crew. So this crew yes. specifically has seen this, this before where it's like Season oh, one. Yeah. Everyone's dead. You think they'd be like, get off the ship <laughs> right yep. now. Get the fuck out of here. Maybe we but should no. know that there's some sort of yeah. Maybe we should all quarantine or uh um, right. But but no, what I love actually in the opening is the it's the the three i think there's three victims i think one's the captain and then like two of the bridge crew um but the variety of deaths which i know oh yeah or that is very important kind of yes kind of that but we have like a brutal stabbing and then somebody else i forget what happened to them but that extra does an awesome job just being just the look on her face and then like the guy who's literally (laughs) Charcoal, because apparently yes. the phaser was on really high, and I think he also has some slashes to his face.
0: Yeah, But yeah. My,
1: my notes, I immediately wrote down, like, how fun would it be just to be an extra in this yes. scene? Yes, And have all that crazy
0: makeup, so... And then just lay there and pretend to be dead and not have to act.
1: Yeah, so that, <laughs> was, so into that it. was, for me, a, a fun opening, just because it really, it really... Um, you know, in storytelling, visually, I, I talk about a illustration, but also storytelling in movie. You, sometimes the, the actual scene of action isn't the most powerful. It's showing s- something right before it happens or mm-hmm. something right after it happens. And then letting the viewer kind of fill in their own personal, you know, um, most impactful scenario in between. You know, the, yeah. your, the power of your imagination when when the body disappears under the water and Jaws has that woman in the opening scene is way more powerful than them actually trying to show you what's going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why uh, horror is bad for me because I have very active imagination.
1: Yes, we are creatives.
0: And so ours, <laughs> our minds go a little further maybe than the average bear. Uh, yeah, maybe. Oh, God. Um, we're in like what? Like, what year would this be? Like 1992, 93, probably?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, if it started in 87, right? Yeah, so yeah. So if it's season four, it's like early 90s, like 91, yeah. 90. Yeah, early. You're yeah. right. Yeah,
0: like 91, 92. So, like, this is slow as fuck. <laughs> it's slow. Like, the buildup is slow. It's a lot of the things I love about Star Trek, which are, research and development conversations about things (laughs) making game plans going over theories these are the things that I love but it's also like little little like tiny moments of like Picard in the turbo lift
1: (laughs) good job Patrick Stewart
0: just just love it just love it and again crusher in the morgue yikes that is that is the scariest moment most yeah, I th- scariest moment i think it's safe to say that is the most
1: iconic scene from this episode is people even if they don't remember it they they see an image of crusher with all the bodies that have popped up in the makeshift morgue <laughs> of the other crew with the sheet still on them <laughs> and that's a very iconic moment um
0: Gates I think is people, so good in that scene. Oh, yeah, so and
1: good. I i feel like there's two things people either remember. Either they remember how legitimately creepy the crusher scene is with all the dead bodies sitting up. Or they remember uh, Troy flying around in the green cloud dreamscape and that not being such a fond, lasting impression that they remember.
0: Yeah. I mean it's not that good I read a little bit about filming of it apparently Marina Sirtis really did not enjoy filming those parts um I don't blame her I mean she's like in a probably in a harness like hanging from the ceiling just screaming where are you I have to find you for hours <laughs> for literal hours right uh it's it's like yeah, it, that wasn't that successful. They there could have been a they could have been more creative in there. Like it's just and then it's it's just it sounds like like the voice sounds like the voice of Sauron in Lord of the Rings.
1: <laughs> I was going to say the, the Star Trek uh the original cast when they when they meet God. I'm throwing out oh, some yeah, air yeah, quotes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, one of those very like Zeus or Or like Zool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if only <laughs> It really just like the, it's that low, Man. deep, growly, big, uh reverberating kind of voice. Yes. 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 Yeah. Zool.
1: Um so do we want to talk about some of the build up as far as like what's happening to the crew? We have uh Miles and Keiko have a little bit of an argument. Miles is. Uh, what else being is affected. new?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Miles and Cacum never recovered from this episode, and that's why their entire marriage is bickering.
1: Aww. Aww. Uh, there's a crew member who sees a. who claims that somebody else has seen an old, uh, old style Star Trek crew member in an old uniform go up. I believe in engineering on the little light like, turbo lift shaft they have. And then when it got to the second floor, they're no longer there. Woo. Oh, God. Uh, which actually, that sounded really cool. I was like, that'd be yeah. a fun thing to actually show and not just mention in 10 Ford. Yeah. Um, but so y- they're getting little sightings. It seems like some people are getting really irritable
0: and sleep deprived while others yeah, are hallucinating. That guy Gillespie, <laughs> who's just starting fights like an <laughs> asshole. In Ten forward, and Guinan has to put him in his place with her special uh, blaster, her, her special blaster thing, which I love. You know, because- we don't want to see setting number two.
1: <laughs> well, I love it because Guinan knows when to listen and when to fire a warning shot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty perfect. Um, oh yeah, and then can we talk about this? Worf tries to commit suicide. But he already has like a little table set up for his suicide. Like he has a he has like a special suicide sp- station. <laughs> suicide <laughs> station. That's what I wrote in my notes. This is my suicide station in, t- in case I become weak for any reason.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's I, I'm going to call it a ceremonial knife.
0: I know there's somebody out there who
1: probably knows all about knows it, and what it's what called. The it's, knife is called. It's yeah. just used for like various things. You okay, know? I was
0: like, "Excuse me, Worf, are you just like that's, ready at any time to commit suicide?" It's just like that's a that's a Klingon prop.
1: They use it from everything from like I feel like slashing their hands for a ceremony. Yeah, to, yeah, I don't yeah. know, making dinner. Yeah, there's a lot of things. So I, I'm like, okay, that's just always kind of on standby for any reason. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, but yes, and Worf a, is ex- a fucking course. He's like, I'm weak. I'm not a warrior anymore because I can't sleep. <laughs> or he says like he says he feels fear for the first time. Yeah, maybe not the first time,
1: but yeah. And Troy has to go like, in really there, kind of. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. So like everyone's going nuts. That one was one. Uh, Picard in the turbo lift. That's the the like, Patrick Stewart screaming on the floor.
1: Man, Patrick Stewart. Yes,
0: I wrote I that it. in this
1: episode. Troy gets to Troy, yeah. because. <laughs> She does like her her abilities and her skills are at the forefront of this. Yeah, she's um, the it, hero. Of yeah, this and episode, then I also sure. wrote that Patrick Stewart gets to Patrick Stewart. Yes, he does, and it's very deliberate that one's the character, you know, Troy, and then the second one, Patrick Stewart gets to Patrick Stewart because yeah. he's all in it in this scene. Yeah, where he thinks the uh, the turbo lift is like shrinking in on him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then there's another great scene where. I guess he oh who oh he's talking to data and and kind of saying talking about how he saw his grandfather sort of lose his agency and um over the years and how you know his grandfather couldn't even walk home when he was in his frailest state uh, yeah, and just the yeah. idea of someone
0: losing their
1: yeah i was saying say like someone exper-
0: experiencing dementia exactly yeah and so he has a
1: scene of data and that's another one i felt like patrick stewart gets
0: to patrick stewart yes yes uh, this is when he's like we might have to rely on you for our very survival yeah um that's also like again another like great aspect of picard is that he knows when he needs to step back because he can't do his job right and he knows exactly that he knows that he can count on his crew to step up if he needs to do that so love it love that love just data being data (laughs) um everyone also everyone like uh acting the the exhaustion and the the uh um absent mindedness and all of that stuff is really like for some reason adorable <laughs> 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 like Jordy like trying his but it's because uh as we've said in the past or as as we said on that episode with um uh uh on your inner child as an idiot, uh this is uh what Damon called competency porn. So what we're seeing right now is all of these people who are excellent at their jobs who are exhausted but still trying their best to do their jobs right. So like everyone's just really trying and like forgetting what they were doing and then being like, "Oh my god, I but I'm just I'm trying to do my job and I'm usually so good at this." Like Beverly all like you know, once it starts, when she, when she goes in to see to like tell Picard what's going on and she like can't actually finish her sentences because she's so exhausted and Data has to step in and help her out. Like it's even even in bay at the end when she's like putting the things on Deanna's head and she's just like she looks like she's about to pass out. It's great. Everyone does a great job.
1: <laughs> well, and maybe this is about the time that I start asking questions of the episode, yeah, um, and mind you, some of the things I'm going to talk about come in episodes way later in other you know shows like Voyager and stuff, so they haven't happened yet, yeah. but um, pardon me, especially when when they they know what's going on, they know that they're getting sleep deprived and having problems with not only concentrating but also this sort of like Psychosis is going to start coming in. Yeah. And Data is sort of like in charge, but Picard is still like in the captain's chair, kind of giving orders. And I guess Data's there more as a safeguard almost. Yeah. Um, but I was my, like, is
0: Picard just like having a little nap? Well, my is question is
1: kind of if if they know this is going on and Data is in charge, like that one scene where you mentioned Geordie is like, we have power to the the and and data has to step in and say like deflector dish. Like yeah, I kind of would data just to go up to Jordy and tap him on the shoulder and say, "Tag,
0: you go to bed." <laughs> like I and you go to bed and you go to bed yeah, and you
1: go to bed. Exactly. You just like, go Oprah, to bed
0: and you get a nap. Yeah. and you get a nap.
1: <laughs> um, but part of me just wonders why don't they start just putting people in some sort of stasis or um, induced coma, basically yeah because, or, so they
0: can't hurt anybody yeah because we
1: know this is going to happen and to some extent we've seen that there's that voyager episode where they're gonna go through they spend like a month going through something that's really dangerous so seven and i think the emh
0: have to yeah. run the ship yeah and they, and they put wondered, everyone in stasis yeah, yeah
1: or like like do some of the crew members just get to a point where it's like okay sorry you, you got to stay in your quarters you got to be locked in your quarters like Because I just feel like, what is the crew roster? It's like almost a thousand people. It's,
0: yeah. Because then there are also (laughs) civilians on board. So it's like. Yeah, they're taking like a huge chance
1: with having all these people in charge of multiple dangerous equipment systems and other things. I mean, how do they know someone's not going to go and just like hit an airlock because they're paranoid or a teacher's going to go nuts in the classroom?
0: Or if, I mean, if anyone with any sort of responsibility for anything important ends up being this Gillespie guy in 10 forward, yeah. like that's, that's not good. That's no good.
1: Yeah. You just feel like there would get to a point where you would be watching, whether it's Crusher watching people or Data watching people and be, and then realizing, okay, you're starting to enter this phase of the psychosis. So you're off duty. We got to get you isolated
0: yeah yeah it seems like if anyone was gonna do that and be like this is what needs to happen it should have been data you know yeah because like you see at a point beverly like tips over to the other side like she tips over and now she's just like "Uh," because she's trying her best but like she she's she gets to the point where she knows what's happening but like she then she's already so entrenched in it that that like she's i mean everyone's pretty much useless at that point
1: yeah and and just uh, and also again it's like some characters like crusher is just getting exhausted yeah but she hasn't lost her agency or anything or is getting paranoid or seeing hallucinations that can be dangerous the way the guy in 10 forward is where he's like making up conspiracy theories about like we're all lab rats and picard's doing (laughs) this on purpose so those are he's like
0: that guy in 10 forward is QAnon. <laughs> but
1: also, yeah, you know, they mentioned, and we need to lock support, them up. <laughs> they mentioned that life support is only going to last so long, and so you feel like, okay, if we did have some of these people in some sort of stasis, then they would be
0: right. They would be taking up fewer yeah, resources. They're not intent
1: forward, like taking up resources or, you know, it's just a known fact. Like you, you take in less oxygen and stuff when you're unconscious when you're asleep so it seems like it also on
0: that end seems a little sensible that like why do we have this whole
1: crew up and walking around in the ship
0: yeah I feel like data should have been like all right not not only am I sending you to bed but I'm sending you to stasis right (laughs) like immediately yeah so there are a lot of plot holes um I I do want to say uh that the one scene, the cute little scene with Troy and Data when they're trying to figure out what message to send the aliens, I fucking love that scene. It is. It's also like, <laughs> obviously not scary in <laughs> any way. It's it's a it's such a like. Of course, Larissa likes this scene because it's like two people with like very different backgrounds working together to solve a problem and it's and they're using the things that they're really good at and because they work together they're able to solve the problem
1: <laughs> no it's very nice actually how like at the beginning it's kind of like a troy crusher team
0: yeah you but know? then crusher yeah
1: and then as crusher becomes a little bit more susceptible to to everything going on you know then it's troy and data and so you kind of have this wonderful uh team of uh, the the mind dynamic medicine and data as the tech yeah. and that seems like a that seems like a star trek thing right
0: oh like- yeah absolutely absolutely totally um it was it, it, it's really cute to like see data being like can we send them the entire database <laughs> of- <laughs> can- deanna troy could you remember all of the elements and communicate all of these to the aliens within the span of uh 15 seconds and she's like absolutely not what's wrong with you <laughs> it's, it's very cute she's like no 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 data no data and also it's it's like that that little that little moment i'm like oh that's marina right there being like no <laughs> rolling her eyes and being like Abs- no wait, no i don't have patience for this <laughs> that's fun so anyway yeah it's it's not very scary the premise yeah. is scary. But, I was going to ask uh, if this is
1: creepy enough. If this is spooky enough.
0: It's spooky. I think it's spooky. But it's not scary. Like, if there was more, mm. like, exploring the Britain mm. and, like, walking around and seeing more dead people, in a, like, creepy dead people, then maybe yes. And if, if they were gathering information that way instead of Crusher being, like... I think I figured it out in my own lab in my comfortable like Hilton lobby of a medical bay <laughs> with all the lights on. Right. Uh, I don't know. Did you have you watched you you're into Firefly, right?
1: I have seen Firefly with Keith. It has been yeah. a
0: long
1: time. We're talking almost
0: uh, eight to ten years. So there's the the zombie things in Firefly the Reavers. Yeah. That like invade ships and like kill everyone and then like they string them all up in a like blob together. Are they cannibals or do they just Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But like there are a lot of scenes in which they like get to a ship where where the Reavers have just like killed everyone and they're like walking onto the ship. It's it feels like it's abandoned but then they're like oh there's like a huge just like ball of dead bodies hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that kind of, that kind of thing is like some horror shit, you know, like where it's like quiet and like maybe like tiny little music. And then it's like, Dah! and you know, a bunch of blood and they have to figure out what the fuck happened. Uh, that if they had spent more time on the britain yeah. I think we would qualify more as a, but this is more of like a mystery episode. I think you know? it's safe
1: to say it's like yeah, it's kind of like a hybrid mystery with a little, uh, a little horror in their Influences little dashes. Yeah, it's a recipe. I, and yes,
0: it's, it's it is true. It's it's many things. Yeah, it's light. It's
1: light on the salt. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's light on. Yeah, it's light on the horror, but it has some spooky. I would say like this qualifies as spooky just for that one scene with Crusher in the morgue.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's funny when you mentioned the, the Firefly scene of, like, they go on the ship and there's, like, a ball of dead bodies. And I'm thinking, oh, TNG equivalent is, like, oh, my God, we went into the conference room and there's a stack of chairs.
0: How <laughs> <laughs> oh, frightening. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. So I feel like um, the tone of it, though, is is very... Is very spooktober. The music is really good. There's a lot of um false harmonics in the violins, like high, like like mm. slidey stuff. There's this, there's this really cool uh uh melodic figure that comes back over and over. The mm-hmm, that thing is that that's very nice. Um, I'm a fan. I like it. So like in general, like this on in the background of a Halloween party, yes, it works. Yeah. So I would. I would put the stamp on this one as as spooky light.
1: And if you want to do, like I said, if you kind of just want like a little, a little spook influence, if you're looking for something that's, no pun intended, a little sleepier that you can have on in the background.
0: um, If you're like me and you don't (laughs) want to see people get tortured and bloody, uh, this is the kind of uh, light spookiness That uh, I can get behind.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is Larissa (laughs) spook level.
0: Yes. (sighs) Okay, so here we go. My pick.
1: Lauren's um, pick. Let's see. Impulse. I have, this is Enterprise Season 3, Episode 5. And this is one where, again, it popped up on a few Halloween lists. If you looked online for Star Trek. And I just, I really just was like, you know what? I don't even wanna preview it and decide if it's worth it. I just wanna watch it.
0: Oh my um, god. So and I was, I, have, I had rewatched all of Enterprise earlier like, no. this year. Like that was the first thing when lockdown started in March. I was like, all right, let's do this. I'm rewatching all of Enterprise. So I this I remembered this. I was like, oh my God, the Vulcan Zombies won. Yes. <laughs> so I was
1: I was excited because um I was just like, I'm just gonna dive in and ah! I'm gonna talk about it, whether it's good or not or appropriate. Uh, when you see this on the list, it really is just like Vulcan zombies. Um, and I mean that pretty much is the. I was gonna say <laughs> the
0: episode. There's not. There's like no. That's it. Like the. Yeah. <laughs> so right, here's the synopsis. There is a tiny B story, and it's like why? <laughs> the only reason is so the
1: shuttle can be disabled yeah. for a while. Yeah. And our Our heroes are in peril. Oh God. Uh, no. But uh, yeah. So this is basically Enterprise crew finds a Vulcan ship that went missing a long time ago that pole happened to serve on. Um, they go to do a rescue mission to see what's going on because it's adrift. And they find that there is a toxic space rock that has turned all of them into Vulcan zombies. And they are <laughs> trying to kill the Enterprise crew rescue team <laughs> while they go to the ship. They get stuck there. So there, it's it's a traditional kind of zombie survival story they're just yeah. trying to escape the ship and get out <laughs> yeah and and what i actually really enjoy is that this is pretty much what i thought it was going to be and yeah. it delivered i have to give you yeah. credit they knew what they were doing and uh yeah they kind of stayed in their lane and, and chose to execute a star trek zombie story
0: yeah yeah uh also uh to paul starts to show signs oh. of of the uh the zombiness. Yes, important uh, fact
1: because she, it's funny because in, uh, it's so funny because we mentioned this where night terrors and impulse have really so much in common, but yet are so different. And so one of the things that's oh, in yeah. common is that obviously in, in uh, night terrors, the sort of countdown is that the whole crew is going to go insane and start, you know, going through some sort of psychosis. Um, and maybe but, stab each other. Yes. But in this case, um, or have marital spats. Um, right. Or <laughs> in this case, it's just, uh, it's a pole is the ticking clock, so to speak. Like she's over there and she's also succumbing to whatever this toxicity is. And um, so she also is becoming a liability and a threat to the enterprise crew that are stuck over there.
0: Yeah, she's also watching this whole crew that she used to serve with, like, turn into zombies and try to kill her. Like, yeah. That's, that's so sad and awful.
1: Yeah, I thought that was going to maybe come more into play. It really yeah. only does one scene where she's trying
0: to... Talk to that one guy. Yeah, and be like, yeah. do you
1: remember me? How did this happen? And she kind of loses it and snaps at him.
0: But yeah, so there's that, and also the fact that the ship is adrift... And they come across it, and they have to like beam onto the ship, and they're like, "What the fuck has happened? Something happened." You know, those that that premise is, I mean, you can't go wrong with that premise. Well, it's what
1: great. I, what I do like is that they are stuck in this environment, which yeah, is they what they can't. We, yeah, they can't. You know, which leave, is what yeah. we don't have in Night Terrors. They come back. Yeah. This kind of reminds me of Deep Space Nine Impac Nor, which is fun too, where it's another one where they go yeah. to this dilapidated station and they're kind of stuck there and separated yeah. from each other and so it's the you know and, being, also cha- and being chased mission. by Andrew Robinson <laughs> the Vulcan ship in this case when they go over there is legit creepy I, I would give him credit for yeah. set design because
0: you have low lights
1: flickering light um, some different uh, camera angles floor um,
0: panels that are missing like they're just like holes everywhere. in the floor. Yeah, they
1: they really uh, use that to their advantage. Where again, I kind of feel like in um night terrors when it comes to that. Not that they were going for a straight up horror movie riff the way Impulse does. Yeah, but it's like the creepiest they would get probably is just like a light flickers.
0: Yeah, I heard it's a rustle.
1: <laughs> it's so TNG. It's it so would still be that really yeah. bright. Uh, yeah, like you said, like hotel lobby. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Setup. Um, with just like. A picture is crooked. Um yeah. so I appreciate that going to impulse, which is interesting because this is probably what, like
0: ten years later, roughly? Yeah, this probably early two thousands. Yeah. So right? it's kind of interesting
1: to see just how things with uh set design or even music. I'm curious to talk to you about the music. Oh yeah. Um, like how it's changed. But yeah, like yeah. this one definitely is way more action-y when we were talking to Damon and DJ from your inner child is in a is an idiot. Um it, it kind of came up how like TNG isn't exactly known for its action. Yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah.
1: I thought the action was decent here. Yeah, like the, yeah.
0: I feel like DJ would in, enjoy the uh, the action in this episode. Yeah, I feel like he would give it a pass. <laughs> Shut up and shoot some phases. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, so I I will say in general, as far as horror genre things go. I hate vampires. I can't I can't with vampires. Like I haven't seen Buffy. That's how much I hate vampires. And zombies. Like I saw 28 okay. Days Later, I should not have seen it. It was too it was too much for me. I get very scared. It's the it's the biting, I think. Cuz both of them bite. <laughs> I don't I do don't, the biting. I don't like the biting. Uh I saw an interview with a vampire when I was way too young because Me my too. mom loves vampires. Uh, my mom thinks vampires are really sexy. And uh <laughs> um and I just oh no, absolutely not. So vampires and zombies have that thing in common where like they bite you, you turn into them. Right? Yes. Uh in general. These zombies are not biting zombies. So, I feel fine. So, there are safety elements in place in this episode with these zombies that I really appreciate because it makes me less scared of them. You're more just afraid for Tapal. Like, Archer's not going to become a zombie.
1: No, he might get killed. You know what I mean?
0: He might get killed, but he's (laughs) not going to become a zombie. Phew. Right? But. But that's what he, I mean. He like just that's dies. part of yeah. that's part of the scary thing about zombies is that you could become a zombie. Well, it goes so back like, to the like body the Borg. horror
1: discussion we had about, yeah, um, the idea of losing your someone you love or losing yourself to this sort of uh, existence. Yes, It's yes, very disturbing. Yes.
0: Losing, yeah, losing your autonomy. Exactly the reason that the Borg are so scary. So because of that, I am not as like, worked up about this, this okay. style of zombie, but it does, like, suspend my disbelief, like, within the Star Trek universe in a lot of ways. I'm still like, excuse me, what? I'm, be- uh, e- excuse me, <laughs> why do you, why do you look like that? <laughs> Ex- <laughs> excuse me, um, why are you, uh, working together? <laughs> excuse-, <laughs> excuse me, I, <laughs> from what I know of Vulcans, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> But yes, Miss Maestro,
1: what is it? I know.
0: It? I'm just but, for, but, but like if I'm just if I'm watching this just like as a this is going to be a fun episode with zombies in it and there's going to be some action and and uh maybe I can just ignore all the stuff with Trip uh on the asteroid and whatever. Uh then then this is fun. But if I think about it as a Star Trek fan, I'm like, what the fuck? You guys what <laughs> uh, I'm like, you're going to take the oldest alien that we know, that we know the most things about, and you're going to make them into zombies and not really explain anything about it. That does it.
1: Wait. Well, and I feel like that's, that's <laughs> kind of the fun is that it is such an yeah. iconic, especially yeah. not only an iconic, but um, I mean, first of all, I guess it made sense because you kind of want a known character and yes. the Vulcans and pull. Paul and
0: Phlox are the only aliens on board Yeah, and, and having
1: that extra, again, like, countdown of the fact that, like, we also have to get out of here not only to stay alive, but to pull's going to start turning on us if we don't yeah. get her out quick enough. Yeah, we're going to lose her, yeah. Lose her to yeah. the virus or we're going to lose ourselves because she's going to kill us. Um, So there, there is that. It's funny because I know in your notes, you're like, wait, they're, okay, the zombies are kind of working together. If they're
0: not... <laughs> But they're not. And, but you know, they're. But
1: it's not like night terrors where they're just going, kind of psychosis and going on each other. I think yeah, it really like, is, I mean, classic still, zombies just kind yeah, of, they don't necessarily work together, but they don't go after each other because they're not each other's
0: food source. Yeah, here's the thing. That's the thing. It's the you take away the biting, and then them going after everyone who's not a zombie doesn't a make point. sense anymore. That's a good point. So. They could there could have been another layer to these zombies mm. to make them even more specifically vul- like they could still be zombie like, you know? Yes. But to make them more like this is what what, what a Vulcan zombie's like, not like these are Vulcans that are now just like classic zombies.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm trying to remember twenty eight days later because you know, it's the rage virus. Yeah. They kinda they kinda try to Spin it a little
0: bit. I'm trying to remember, but it's if still those like transmitted bit. by fluids, though, isn't it? I think it it's is still because a... the remember
1: the yeah yeah. There's some yeah. scenes with that. So but I'm trying to remember if they had the mentality of just I have to spread this to the unaffected or but they're not I like, or like want to eat said, their
0: faces. Yeah, but you're right. <laughs> like
1: in this case, it is weird. There's that one scene. it, it kind of hits you when there's like the one male and female Vulcan and they appear to be basically strategizing against the Enterprise crew right and they trick them into getting stuck behind a a door right so so they're still using logic though (laughs) yeah so it does suggest some planning well then also it's the idea that T'Pol mentions like oh we weren't always this logical we like we learned how to suppress our emotions so, but I love it. I love it, by the way, because it used to just be that Vulcans were much more emotional. But she yeah. said paranoia and homicidal rage were quite common. And I'm thinking, I don't remember hearing it exactly put that way in other versions of Star Trek. That seems
0: a little extreme.
1: I'm like, did did Sarek <laughs> ever
0: bring that up? Yeah, to it's anybody? like I, I know they
1: were more emotional and could be violent, but right, yeah, she right. makes it sound like it was just like a, a cluster of.
0: Right. People just like,
1: yeah, just going after just each destroying other.
0: each other. I would have liked to have seen more like more just like emotional breakdown from her rather than just like getting annoyed and, and like upset and sweaty. Like I it would have been interesting to me to like see her like get sad seeing her her former crew this way. Yeah, you like know? she's...
1: Well, and it would be interesting, too, since she's supposed to be losing her ability to get emotions and
0: under control.
1: Yeah. She would start going through that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that it wouldn't just be, like, her being like, what? Or, like, her being like, you messed this up! Yeah. Instead like, her. her being like, oh, my God, I'm crying.
1: Or, or like, like you said, the fact that she knows the crew, that would be a very disturbing thing to see all your old comrades and uh, friends in that state. So there should be some points where... Even if she's talking to that one Vulcan, trying yeah. to get information, that you can tell she's just heavily disturbed by what she's yes. seeing. And is, like you said, legitimately scared. And it's not just like night terrors where, oh, you're sleep deprived and therefore you're getting cranky.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Also, like PS did not understand like why their face would be a thing if it's like their exposure to this element is the thing that makes their brain a neurotoxin, so it makes their brain go nuts. But like, why would it affect their skin? That was I was like, so then they just get like really intense Vulcan acne or like why or like boils, I don't understand. But it was really just we gotta make them scary zombies, so we're gonna put some makeup on them yeah. and make and them look like it's scary it's zombies. Like space. And it's space.
1: like, yeah. maybe these space m- these materials don't uh, really react. It's the closest thing I could find as an example. Oh yeah, mercury poisoning. Yeah, which yeah. if you don't know, yeah. listeners, also a Mad Hatter syndrome. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, in that case, we were actually working with mercury, the substance, and you get mercury poisoning. That was like. The closest thing I could find where you would have extreme neurological problems, but there was also like a physical Uh, side to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like we do have instances in that, but also it's like, okay.
0: Yeah, it's like, I'm, I know also everyone, I know I am thinking about this too much. (laughs) (laughs) This is my in the back. Please put Uh, your hand down. (laughs) I'm, I understand that I'm thinking about this too much and this is not important. But well, you have to say yeah. this though. Or or, or like Be- think about I'm sorry, I'm thinking about uh you remember um and we see this a couple times, uh, Sarek at the end of his life when he's starting to go a little bit off the rails and and lose his his uh ability control. to control his emotions. And then Tuvok, um, in like the last couple episodes of Voyager, when he has yeah. that that like disease where he's he's like um, furiously, like, scribbling on uh, slips of paper on the floor and, like, muttering to himself. Um, like, I I wish that we had, there there had been some, bringing in some elements that we've already seen from Vulcans losing their capacity to control their emotions and their minds and bringing that into play here, but making it scary, you know? Like, like I feel like that could have been, Neat and still fun. Does that
1: make sense? I mean, okay. I have this is a good point to say this because I was thinking about this in in Threshold. I described Star Trek uh, Voyager <laughs> Threshold as as Star Trek empty calories, right? Uh huh. That was my my fun way of putting it. So if Voyager is empty, Star Trek, feminist empty calories. calories <laughs> if that is empty calories, I realize Enterprise is Star Trek gum. <laughs> Like you're not even supposed to ingest Yeah, you're not even supposed to swallow it. I mean, that's the level of (laughs) deepness I would say most Enterprise episodes go. Oh God, yeah. So that's another reason I wanted to watch this because it
0: seemed it's it seemed appropriate. Like, yeah, Enterprise They're not trying to be anything special. (laughs) They're not trying to they're not trying to push the envelope. They're not trying to be yeah, and They're not trying and to change the, the world.
1: Here's the thing. Gum has its place. I'm not knocking gum. Yeah. So when I say that, it's not necessarily 100% an insult. I think you just got to know what you're in, in for. If and you're
0: in a plane and you need to pop your ears, watch an episode of Enterprise. There you go. <laughs> so this is kind of the
1: level of that marriage of elements and detail that I feel like I... I've come to expect from Enterprise, to be honest. <laughs> and the fact that this is one of those episodes yes. where it's Star Trek
0: does blank. Yes.
1: It's it's like, okay, okay gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Like, we're, yeah.
0: Um, I did, uh, after watching this, let it play. And I think the very next episode is the uh Hoshi as Beauty and Beauty and the Beast with the Alien episode. And I was like, oh, I forgot that this is what Enterprise is. <laughs> <laughs> you just watched it. And you know what? That's just fucking fine. That's fine. It's fucking fine. Oh, I do have to say one thing, um, which is we both we both agreed on this. Please. Why? When Archer's talking to Trip and he's like, when can you get the shuttle over here? And Trip's like three hours. Archer's not like, well, you better hurry because there are zombies everywhere and they're trying to kill us. He's just like, OK. Yes. He just says something's
1: happened to the crew and they're not well. And I'm like, that's what? an understatement because that's like suggesting that like, there's a bunch of sick people over there and they desperately no. need medical attention. Yeah. It's like, no, no, you should probably mention that there's over a hundred homicidal Vulcans coming after you.
0: Yeah. I, that was, yeah. Like there's a little
1: more urgency to this message. You should be conveying. Yeah,
0: I, I just, I like literally out loud was like, what? <laughs> that's all you have to say yeah that was that was weird yeah uh come on and now. also to trying to kill us <laughs> and also to trying to kill us yeah doesn't even say anything about how to life is in danger i don't think so uh, i don't think so whatever yes. i do
1: want to give uh point out a couple things that i had a a reaction to um that actually are good points hmm. um for this type of episode that they were trying to pull off so it 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 was one of those openings where you're kind of at the end of the story. And then by the time you come back from the credits, it starts at the beginning. Yeah. But they have topol being brought on Enterprise by Archer. The, he's with Flocks, And T'Pol is in the middle of going through this sort of madness with this, yeah, space rock toxicity. Um, and she's just screaming and also like, I'm going to kill you! <laughs> and then it's a hard cut to that lovely... <laughs> an opening credit song that you guys know I love Bill so O'Rourke much.
0: Road oh God, it's even worse. And it's oh. season three, so it's the bad yes. mix, and they've it's they've added chipper. more. They've they've changed the feel of it. They replaced the guitar. It's yeah. It's such a good song,
1: and so I love the I love the hard cut just to that intense opening scene
0: to that. Yep it's uh the contrast is (laughs) blinding that's Uh, actually not one of the
1: things that i think they did right it was just funny but actually what
0: what i do think is good about that scene is
1: is before it goes to the opening song what do they do she's she's becoming a threat to herself and others they strap her down to a medical table and then they they like put her into some sort of stasis chamber yeah like a medical pod and it's like yes that's what you you do that's what you do that's kind of what I think they should have done. A night terror to yes. some of those people. Yes, absolutely. Okay, uh, the other thing that I thought was nice, we kind of complained how in Threshold, how sometimes you don't need a, the the explanation really isn't that important. It's just like a detail that kind of ferries you through the whole story. Uh huh. And the story's not so much about what causes it or how it ends. So I appreciate the fact that there is literally a thirty second explanation from Flocks yep. about this this substance that they were mining. And it had this horrible effect on them. That's all we need. Great. Um, That's all. Yeah, that's it. That's all. Thank you. Thank you. Moving
0: on. On TNG, they would have talked about that for like half the episode. Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) And then on top of it, the fact that they just make the call to say, you can't save the crew. Like, yeah, we can't find a solution or they're too far gone. And that's great because we talked about that, too. How sometimes it's just space is scary shit and there's not always a solution. (laughs) Space. Am I right? (laughs) Yes. pace (laughs) am i right and and in this case it's like that's okay let's just get back to the simple zombie story where it's about surviving and escaping and not about like you said let's spend 15 20 minutes trying to rescue the the crew yeah they're just gone they're yeah they're zombies yeah um so i thought i thought those were good points for what they were trying to execute
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I will agree with you on that 100%. Like this, this was not, this is not meant to be like important to canon. This is, this is, this is not best of both worlds where we're setting up like a whole thing for like the rest of the franchise. This is just like, you know, what would be fun? Zombie Vulcans. Yeah. Let's do it. That's, you know, and that's great. That's great. I, it's it's way better than, like, you know what would be fun? An alien ghost that had sex with Beverly. <laughs> I'm actually kind of
1: surprised you didn't pick that one for your episode. <laughs> I You're have, saving
0: that I'm one. I'm saving it because it's so bad. I'm saving it. Anyway, I I think here are two episodes, one more horror-y than the other, that are totally appropriate for the month of October.
1: Yeah, yeah. One One skews more... Into a horror genre. And then one skews a little more Star Trekky. One um, skews a
0: little more into the only horror that Larissa can handle. <laughs> which is none.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I think uh, depending what you're going for, you have, two, you have uh, two good candidates for your Halloween Star Trek season. It just might depend on uh, personal taste and what you're in the mood for.
0: Yeah. Do you want to be scared or do you want to... Watch some people uh, be good at their jobs even though they're really tired. (laughs) (laughs) Way to sell it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I hope you guys have a happy Halloween and a happy rest of the spooky month. Also, remember to vote. We have a presidential election next month, so I hope everyone is registered to vote and in Tennessee early voting has already started. Go put on a costume and go vote.
1: There you go. There you go. You're like, this is my trick or treating. <laughs> my trick or treating. is all I have.
0: <laughs> all I have is voting in this election. I have the voting line. <laughs> all right. Well, who <laughs> oh, got into the
1: wormhole? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, uh, speaking of Beetlejuice, I feel like the scene where Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin's char- characters are, are trying to be scary, <laughs> you know? And. Lydia Dietz is just taking pictures of them thinking they're weirdos and her parents. <laughs>
0: Are we doing this right? Find us in the collective at into the show. on Instagram at intothewormhole.podcast. the podcast. Into the Wormhole is brought to you by We Own This Town. In the future, our pajama technology is light years ahead of yours. (laughs) In the future, our pajamas are not a t shirt for the Binghamton Cello Festival in 1998. (laughs) (laughs)